Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. I am James Lawson from Business Success by Design. I am delighted that you're joining us this week. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about online marketing versus offline marketing, especially if you're new in the business. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's crack it on. Welcome to the Business Success by Design podcast, where you'll learn everything you need to know about building a thriving business. This isn't theory. It's hardcore strategies and tactics designed to help you win. Join us as top business coaches, marketers, and business insiders pull back the curtain on what really works in building the business you want and what's just complete BS. And now, sit back and listen to rock star host James Lawson. He's the one with a funny accent. And Angela Inzerillo as they go deep, cut through the crap, and get to the core of making your business work for you. Okay, so let's have this conversation about marketing. Now, I want to say that this is specifically aimed at you guys out there who are fairly new in the business, right? Failing your coaching or consulting business. And there's a lot of talk about how you should do your marketing, obviously, right? How you're going to get clients. And there's a lot of people pushing, running Facebook ads and doing a lot of online marketing. Now, I want to make a difference in terms, or sorry, I want to stipulate a difference between what I mean is having an online presence and online marketing. When I'm talking about online marketing, I'm talking about marketing that you are paying for online. Google ads, Facebook ads, maybe LinkedIn ads, um, things of that nature. So we do online we do a lot of stuff online, but none of that is through paid ads. We don't run paid ads, right? But our business, I know, sounds a little crazy. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing to run paid ads. But if you're new in the business, there are a lot of considerations that you want to have before you start laying out gobs of cash, right? Trying to run ads and trying to generate leads for your business. So there's this whole thing where we can do organic, do organic reach, right? Or do offline type stuff versus the online stuff. So one of the things that we did very early on in our business was we ran Facebook ads, right? We thought this, hey, everyone's telling us you got to be on Facebook. You got to run some ads. You got to drive traffic to your website. And we spent a fortune, like we spent a fortune running ads and it really really didn't deliver anything now i am not saying it was the fault of facebook or the facebook ad campaign it was definitely our fault for not being savvy enough on how to maybe do it to get the best result uh, that being said it it takes a lot of money just to even run testing right can take a lot of money so I, I'm going to suggest to you guys, for those of you that are fairly new, right, fairly new in the business, that you, you want to be looking more at generating business offline. And by offline, what I mean is, yeah, a little bit more manual, go to more events, turn up in person, join local associations, join maybe your local chamber of commerce, 
right? Because what we want to do here is like we we want to extend your runway. Now, listen, if you're if you're independently wealthy, good on you, right? <laughs> then go for it. I don't think that's the majority. I think the majority of people have a runway, whether that runway is three months, six months, nine months, or a year. Uh, when we started, so I'm going to go back a little bit. But when Angela and I started, we'd started with a franchise. And we literally said to ourselves, we're going to give ourselves a year, 12 months. And if we don't get a client in 12 months, screw it. We're, we're, we're going to go back and get a job. Um, as it turned out, everything worked out okay, right? We got our first client within like eight weeks. But, and this is the biggie, we actually hired um, a service to do cold calls, right? So we paid a, a, a bit of money every month and they would call call businesses. This was back in 2009. So, you know, don't shoot me for saying this. But it was, uh, yeah, we, we got a bunch of meetings and we got a bunch of meetings and we I would go and I'd sit for maybe 90 minutes. I'd have my binder with all my PowerPoint slides in it, right? This was very high tech. Um, and we would walk them through a presentation and at the end we would make an offer. So we got our first client, then we got our second client and then we were fine. Right. So we're like, okay, this is, this is going to be okay. Now, the thing that we did do that I think did change the game for us was we got really invested in our local chamber of commerce. We got invested in our local associations. So we would go to network events, maybe a couple of times a week. We'd meet a bunch of people. We'd collect business cards. We'd make offers to send them something really cool that, that allowed us to get them into our list because we didn't have landing pages, right? This is 2009. We didn't have landing pages where we could send people to that they could put their name and email in. We didn't have any of the fancy tech stuff that we've got now. This was manual. This was get business cards, put it in a list, and then nurture through that list using a constant contact or a MailChimp. Told you, like really high tech. Uh, so I think it's important if you're just starting out, especially if you're just starting out, not to get sucked into this idea that the fastest way to grow your business is by doing online paid ads, right? To drive leads to your business. It's not. It will quickly reduce your bank balance, right? You're going to run out of runway for your business, meaning you're going to have to give up your business maybe faster than you thought you might have to. Um, what I'm going to suggest to you is think more about how can I generate conversations in my locality, right? I, I think there's an idea that we kind of all want to have this global presence. Mm, maybe, maybe not. Right. The, the, the whole, there's enough businesses in the US for you to, 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 to build a pretty successful coaching business. And there's certainly going to be enough business in your local state. There's probably going to be enough business in your, you know, if you look out maybe 25 zip codes from where you are, there's probably enough businesses there for you to build a successful coaching business. Albeit doing it that way will be a little bit more manual. It does get you very good at having conversations. That's what I like about it. 
Um, when we started doing this, I wasn't the most confident person on the planet when it came to going up and having conversations. But the more that I did it, the more that I was forced to go out and do this, the better I became. Uh, and certainly when it came to running strategy sessions or discovery sessions, I just felt I was more at ease because I'd already met the individual normally. I probably met at a couple of networking events and read a conversation. They said, hey, listen, can we sit down? I would sit down with them. That process for me became really easy to have that conversation because I'd already built this relationship. It also helped us in close rates, right? We had a, we had a pretty good close rate, probably 30, 40% close rate. We weren't doing 100 discovery sessions a month, but we're doing enough, right? We're getting there. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is there is an expectation out there with a lot of you listening to this podcast that all you kind of have to do is to show up. And that's really not the case. And things are going to happen faster than they actually will. I will tell you that building a coaching business takes a lot of work. It takes time. It takes effort. There's a lot of things you're going to do in the beginning that you don't want to do because it's going to be very manual. The reason that we want to do a lot of stuff manual in the beginning, as much as it's going to save money from running paid ads, you get an opportunity to test assumptions. You get an opportunity to actually go and test um, your funnel, if you will, but in, a, in a pretty manual way. And once you see that things are working the way they're supposed to work, then you automate it. But we're not going to automate something until we know that it's working. We're not going to just start building landing pages and throwing traffic at it, hoping that it's going to click. So by doing this thing a little bit more manually in the beginning, you definitely get this opportunity to kind of test out your funnel theory. Like, is this thing going to take? Are people going to go through it the way I want to go through it? Um, but it's the way it is. It's the way it is. So what I'm saying and what I'm asking you guys to think about is don't get sucked into the idea, right? And I did, I spoke about this when we did the, um, the podcast on the comparison trap. Just because you're seeing people on Facebook talking about having 60, 70, $100,000 months, and they're doing it because they're running Facebook ads. Like that's not getting done organically, but they didn't start there. They didn't just say, Hey, on Monday, I'm going to be a coach. And on Tuesday, start running ads. And on Wednesday, start getting run rates of a hundred thousand dollars a month. They probably started manually in the beginning, right? So they could get an idea and get really tight on audience and message and all that cool stuff. So do it manually, do your marketing offline which means doing more interpersonal stuff. Go meet people, shake hands, have conversations, set up discovery calls or strategy sessions, and close people. All right? And close people. You've already built some relationship. If it's someone who you don't get a session with right now, fine. Get their name into your list. Nurture them over time. Right, you're you're always going to want to have an email marketing service of some kind, whether it is Mailchimp or Constant Contact or whoever, but you're going to want a way to nurture people over time. 
So offline oops, versus online marketing, right? We like online marketing. I like to do webinars. I like to send emails and invitations to webinars. I like to make offers online. But we're 14 years in, right? We've got history. We've got a list. If you're starting out, you're going to have to put a little bit more effort into getting out and just meeting people as you start your coaching journey. So hopefully that makes sense, right? You may or may not agree with that. Um, I will tell you that I've seen a lot of coaches burn through cash because they went the online marketing way, running Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, whatever, but just throwing money hand over fist, hoping to drive leads. And it just doesn't work, right? It didn't work. What I will tell you is this, the reason, one of the biggest reasons that it didn't work was a lack of clarity around who they were going after, what the problem was, what their message was, what their offer was. So a lot of that, the failure came from not spending enough time dialing in their foundation, their foundational stuff, which is what we focus on. Right, that's what we focus on. So if you're in that game already and you're not getting the results that you want, I would say to you, stop it, first of all. Stop doing what you're doing right now. Go back and make sure that your foundational stuff is well dialed in, right? Your niche, your message, your offer, right? Your model, your differentiation. Get all that stuff dialed in. And then you'll find that the strategies that you use are going to be much more effective in the marketplace. Just will. It's just how it works. Right. So hopefully all that made sense. Um, thanks so much for hanging in. And if you have a comment, feel free to leave that comment anywhere. You might find a box that says, you know, comments. All right. Talk to you in a, next week. We'll be back. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.